generation is rising on an emerging generation of kings. Let's go to Ezekiel 16. We had a powerful time in the first service, so we spoke about dealing with negative soul ties, and I explained a couple of things around it. I can't go through all of that, but you can get all the messages. I think we have about 100 messages. Myra, where's my wife? How many messages do we have online now? Something like 80, 90, 100, perhaps you can give me a check or something like that. And they're all free. So, you know, sometimes people say that I want to be my mentor. I want to be my mentor. I have like almost 100 podcasts online, half a thousand posts on Instagram, and about at least 3,000 of them are content. They're not pictures. So people don't want to follow through on your online resources, but they want your personal time. No. You understand? He that is faithful in little shall be given. So access is graduated. You know, so a lot of things people need counseling for has been answered in the message. But they don't want to listen to the message, but they want to take up your time. You understand? But if it's a message, I release it to maybe 200 people on the Sunday morning, but then thousands of people can listen to it forever. So listen to the messages over and over again. There are so many topics on different things. Relationships, love, forgiveness, and spiritual warfare, giving, money, all of that. You can go to SoundCloud.com forward slash Kings Connected and you will do well to learn. It's free. Ezekiel 16. So the messages from today will be uploaded later tonight, later tomorrow morning in real time system. Ezekiel 16, if you are there, say amen. Amen. From verse 1. Again, the word of the Lord came to me saying, Son of man, cause Jerusalem to know her abominations and say, Thus says the Lord God to Jerusalem, your birth and your nativity are from the land of Canaan. Your father was an Amorite and your mother a Hittite. As for your nativity on the day you were born, your navel cord was not caught. So you still had ties to your past. Nor were you washed in water, water, <laughs> water. As you from Sharon City, water, water, cup of tea, <laughs> cup of tea. You know, washed in water to cleanse you. You were not robbed with salt, nor wrapped in swaddling clothes. No, I pitied you to do any of those things for you. In other words, he's establishing something that these things that need to be done for you to come through and come clean are not things you can do for yourself. There's, there's a dimension of your cleansing, a dimension of your healing that cannot be done for yourself. There are stages in your life where you must be subject to the ministration, the impartation, the contribution, the tutelage, the mentorship, the coaching, the guidance of individuals. It says, no, I pitied you. So some people saw you, but there was no connection. There was no vibe. 
They said, no, I didn't do any of these things for you to have compassion on you, but you were thrown out into the open field when you yourself were lost on the day you were born. Verse 6, and when I passed by you, look at somebody say, God is passing by this morning. Of course, that's metaphoric. We know God is already here. But we're talking about a specific assignment that God wants to do in your life. A specific thing that is going to happen in your life this morning. That for some people who feel exposed, who feel violated, who feel ignored, who feel abandoned like you're in this open field. And that could be your field of business where you feel vulnerable like I'm struggling to leave. I'm bleeding financially. I'm Aboration emotionally, God is passing by this morning. Slap somebody a palm burning, blister inducing high five, and tell the present God is passing by. How many blisters does your neighbor have for now? No blisters yet? You haven't done it well. <laughs> so it's gonna be like, what kind of violent pastor is this one? Sneezing is inducing high five. Who gave it the high five? Who slaps you the high five? My God. Joba. They can employ you in a pharmaceutical company. Does that inducing high five? All right. It says, I passed by you and I saw you struggling in your own blood. You see, not everybody in blood enjoys it. Lord, I'm talking about is not physical blood. When you see somebody struggling with the sign of what they've been taken through, what they've passed through, what they've been through, what they've gone through, struggling with a twisted lifestyle, struggling with an addiction, struggling with behavioral compulsion, struggling with attitudinal twistedness and perversion, not everybody's enjoying it. Not everybody in sin is enjoying it. Not everybody in an addiction is enjoying it. Some people are struggling. Everybody here at some point has struggled with something, is struggling with something, or will struggle with something. Look at somebody say, I'm struggling with it. I don't like it, but I'm struggling with it. So are you struggling in your own blood? I said to you, in your blood, leave. Yes, I said to you, in your blood, leave. I made you thrive like a plant in the field, and you grew, matured, and became very beautiful. I proclaim that for somebody. Your life will be beautiful. Your relationships will be beautiful. Your marriage will be beautiful. Amen. Your business will be beautiful. Amen. Your bank account will be beautiful. Amen. You will enter into heaven beautifully. Amen. So your breasts were formed, your hair grew, but you were naked and barren. When I passed by you again and I looked upon you, indeed, your time was a time of love. So I spread my wing over you and covered your nakedness. Yes, I swore an oath to you and entered into a covenant with you and you became mine, says the Lord. Then I washed you in water. Yes, I thoroughly washed off your blood. 
and I anointed you with oil. I clothed you in embroidered cloth and gave you sandals of badger skin. I clothed you with fine linen and covered you with silk. I adorned you with ornaments, put bracelets on your wrists and a chain on your neck. Somebody is going to be divinely decked up. Put a jewel in your nose, earrings in your ears, and a beautiful crown on your head. Thus you were adorned with gold and silver, and your clothing, clothing was of fine linen, silk, and embroidered cloth. You ate pastry of fine flour. Honey, who says God doesn't like food? There's something called the marriage supper of the lamb. Why they call it marriage games night? Food. Now whether it's metaphoric or literal is debatable, but Ishaa called it what? Supper. His first miracle was around food and drinks. His last night with his disciples, they were in fact, he said, I am the bread of God. going to sort you out with food Eba, without cocoa your cocoa-rised days are over let me tell you what cocoa-rised blessings are, a cocoa-rised blessing is a blessing that you're eating, there's a part of it you don't really like it, I'll take it out the word says the blessing of the Lord maketh rich and that's no sorrow with it God is going to move you from a place where you have to be sieving and sifting and moving this and moving that. And God is going to make it fine, fluid, dynamic, smooth, stress-free in the name of Jesus. Let your amen sound like thunder. Fine flour and oil, you were exceedingly beautiful and succeeded to royalty. Your fame went out among the nations because of your beauty for it was perfect through my splendor which I had bestowed on you says the Lord God Father we thank you because your word is life your word is light we bathe in the light of your word we soak ourselves in the river of revelation this morning let this word be specific to every scenario let your wisdom pour forth in such a way that there is resonance between everyone and the communicator but more importantly between everyone and you the giver of the message we ask oh lord for coordination we ask for alignment we ask for insight instruction the knowledge of what to do this will receive oh god even with your healing virtue and healing power miracles signs and wonders burdens being lifted yokes being destroyed addictions being shattered compulsive behavior being neutralized until we are perfected in grace strengthened by your love and made presentable unto you by you and for you in Jesus name we have prayed I want to really talk today about healing for your soul healing for your soul and a subset is healed by love and we want to talk about how does God heal we can exhaust it it's, it's a very deep it should actually be a whole series by itself and possibly sometime next year Next year, no, no, don't worry. God is going to give you a compressed um, fashion of a portion of it. And possibly when we do that series next year, some people here who have been through certain aspects of what I'm going to share today will share their testimonies with us. Now understand that God wants you to be whole. God does not want you to be holy. He wants you to be holy. As in doesn't want you to be H-O-L-E-Y. 
he does not want you to be like lace. He wants you to be like linen. The linen of his righteousness. In other words, he doesn't want holes in your life. He doesn't want leakages in your life. He doesn't want things to be seeping through your soul. He doesn't want cracks and crevices through which vital, eternal resource will go to waste. How many of you ever had something in your house that was leaking? Something that was leaking in your house, maybe a cup, maybe a bucket, maybe a, a bottle of some sort. What happens when something is leaking is that the stuff on the inside of it begins to reduce without any kind of external manipulation or distortion. It means that if there are holes in your life, the enemy does not really need to attack you because you're losing life by yourself. So if the enemy can puncture you and pierce through you, you, you can just move on and you keep losing life. You keep getting drained. There are people who've been involved in accidents and they did not die from the accident or the impact of the vehicles or the explosion or whatever happened, but they died from the loss of blood because they did not have rescue at the nick of time, at the right time. And so they began to lose life. And there are many of us in this generation who are losing life. More than ever before, people are talking about depression, talking about anxiety, talking about taking their own lives because they can't see the point of it. They can't see the essence. They can't see the value. They can't see what God still has in mind. And so survival, watch this, replaces their purpose. Let me just get by. Let me just survive. But the thing about survival is that if you stay in survival mode for too long, you will soon drop off from surviving. Because surviving does not produce life. Surviving actually brings about dependency. Because just to survive, I have to depend on another life. And if I depend on another life apart from eternal life, I'm going to drain that life. How many of you have people who drained you with their problems? At some point in your life, you just got overwhelmed. And all of us go through some of those impacts, some of those experiences that have a negative impact upon our lives. And God says, I want you to be whole. In First Thessalonians chapter 5, he said, I'm praying that God may present you holy. He said, spirit, soul, and body. It's interesting then to realize that it's possible for your spirit to be perfect. The word says, we've come to Mount Zion, and it says, to the spirits of just men made perfect. So your spirit is perfected before God in the presence of God. You are holy, you are righteous, you are sanctified in your spirit. That happens by an act of faith. It's imputed righteousness. When you repent and receive the gift of life, Romans chapter 10 verse 9, with the heart man believes and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. Of course that confession isn't necessarily confession of your sin. You actually confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. You place your faith in him you repose yourself in him and then he imputes righteousness in your spirit but it's possible for you for you to have a perfect spirit but a broken soul a broken soul it's possible and there are many of us who have hidden under the collective garb of christian or believer or preacher or ceo or creator but there is something broken on the inside of you how many of you ever had an injury when you were a child when you were growing up your dad said don't climb that tree don't climb that tree you were Tarzan <laughs> and then who's the other jungle book right Mowgli and then you said let me just try my luck 
So you are swinging, and then you land a boom on your back. And then you realize for the first time that even though when you were born, and they called you a bouncing baby boy, (laughs) ain't no bouncing around this. Now let me tell you, that happened to me. I was climbing a tree, and I fell on my back. Boom! It's interesting, in our humanity, when we fail and we, when we fall from disobeying daddy, who do we call? So why do we hide our pain from our heavenly father when we fall? That it says, don't swing on the trees. Some of you are swinging on the wrong family tree. Anyway, so what happens sometimes, we have a sore or some fracture or something, a boil, and then we hide it from daddy. Whoever did the raise your right hand. You hid it from your parents. You had a saw something. Why did you hide it? <laughs> because he'll beat you on top of it. Like, okay, we'll ask you, why did you do it? Then not beat you for being stubborn. Why did you hide it? Because they won't allow me to play again. <laughs> because they won't allow you to play, all right? Anybody? Anybody? Yes. You want to see something? Yes, man. Things. Plus the injury. They'll beat you. Hey. They'll pour hot water. Oh, yeah, to fix it. But many times we hide it from God or even from people that can help us because we've carried over the poor lessons from our childhood. So say, if I expose my broken heart, who beats me? Stupid boy. You went to go and date somebody. Stupid girl. Fear. Because of the fear of father rejection. Or the fear of father pain. And there are those of us who think we are shy. People think we are shy. But our shyness is not natural. It's acquired. We learned to retreat and withdraw from people until we've closed ourselves into a cocoon. And then we wonder why we're being like caterpillars. Because somebody violated us or somebody upset us or somebody afflicted us or somebody cheated us and we're scared of rejection. Fear is what the enemy uses to imprison you in the pain that others have caused you. Fear, all in that place. So we're trying to figure it out by ourselves. The challenge with fear, it traps us, it weighs us down, it keeps us bound, it keeps us shackled, restricted, limited, unable to soar. There's something I want to quickly show you because I believe that somebody is going to be liberated by this. Let's go to the book of Psalms very quickly. Psalm 124. Psalm 124. What I really need is verse 7. God, let me take it from verse 1. If, if there not been the Lord who was on our side, let Israel now say, if there not been the Lord who was on our side, when men rose up against us, they would have swallowed us alive. How many of you are grateful that in spite of what men did to you, they didn't swallow you alive? 
So somebody stole your money, but he couldn't steal your destiny. Somebody stole your opportunities, but they couldn't steal your potential. Somebody stole your idea, but they couldn't steal your execution. Somebody stole your car, perhaps, but they couldn't steal your movements. Somebody who wants to glorify God that you survive the abuse, you survive the manipulation, you survive the scandal, you survive the allegation. You say, I don't have anybody like that here because some of you are too cool, calm, collected, coordinated, and composed. But can we just take about 30 seconds to just thank God that we survived even our own foolishness? Some things that we knew were going to hurt us, destroy us, pull us down. Somehow, God. God brought us through it. Look at somebody say, I'm grateful I survived. Oh, I still need to preach some more. Somebody survived the lies that were stalled against you. Somebody survived growing up without their father and without their mother. And they say, anybody who grows up without their parents can never turn out well. But look at you now. Look at your life. Look at your progress. Look at how far you've come. Somebody survived the rape and the molestation and the manipulation. Somebody survived. Some of you are ashamed of your survival. But there are some of us who are grateful that in spite of what hell planned, what hell projected, we made it. We came through. Shame on you, enemy. Shame on you, devil. Shame on you, liars. Shame on you, abusers. Shame on you, manipulators. Dead lion. 
Some people were smarter than you. But one drag of the weed in experimentation got to their brain and they died. You chewed gum and rum till everything you saw was a bomb. But guess what? God came with grace and mercy, snatched you out of the powder and the weed, pulled you away from the liquor in the bottle and put another oil on your head and said, this gospel, you will preach it. This will, you will fulfill it. This mandate, you will execute it. This mission, you will accomplish it. Generation, I will rise and say. 
This is not anymore. Not any longer. You touched me when I was six years old. But that's unlocking the grace on the inside of me. So when I touch a six-year-old, it becomes untouchable to hell. Untouchable to darkness. Primary yells the freedom on the inside of me. Purchase of the cross and take the power of God to be able to go in a countermeasure against the plans of the enemy. I have not been defensive. I've been offensive. I'm taking the battle to the gates now. from me 
So let me tell you something. If you deal with pornography or lust and you struggle with it more than the average person, it's because your imagination is very fertile. Every sin in your life, if you deal with anger, that is talking about determination, drive. Drive and determination outside of the presence of God comes across as arrogance, anger, rebellion. So the enemy wants to twist what God gave you to cultivate the earth and bless the earth with and use it as a weapon. He knows that the same knife that can peel your yam can kill your cook. So he wants you to kill something in you. That's why the broken trust became repeated. So he said, I will never trust anybody again. What do you need to trust people? He says, you have gone over our soul, watch this, then the swollen waters would have gone over our soul. In other words, when my soul is buried under the stream and I stay there for long, the water just keeps rising and rising and rising. There are many of us who are buried under the heap of oppression, feelings of shame, reproach, anger, and we don't understand how to deal with it. It's because the waters are going over your soul. But verse 6, I like what it says. It said, blessed be the Lord who has not given us as prey to their teeth. Verse 7, our soul. I want to preach, Lord. Our soul is escaped. Not only that, how is it escaped? I wanted to keep this till later. But your soul is described not as a lion, not as a dog, not as a puppy, as a bird. Why? Because birds fly. God designed your soul to fly. Why? Why do you keep yourself in a cage? Because the enemy clipped your wings with abuse. Your own is too much. Some of us were not sexually abused. We were verbally abused. We talk too much. Why are you so fine? Must you be so fine? Somebody say, my soul is a bird. Shout aloud, my soul is a bird. Have you wondered why when somebody writes exams and they score high, they say, he passed with flying colors. What do you do? call people who do well in society? High Every human being was designed to be a high flyer. We're not supposed to have low crawlers and laggards and those who are trying to survive. Somebody shout my soul as a bird. I proclaim by the power of Almighty God, every cage in which your soul has been trapped, has been limited, has been concealed, we break the cage today in the name of Jesus. We break the cage and the confinement, the limitation, everything holding you down, holding you back, holding you in one spirit. We break in the name of Jesus. Be free, be free, be free. Reso pali and gadasia, show rekelia zaboros, show premi and demarakopolius. Be free in the name of Jesus. No more confinement. Slap somebody high five, say, I'm flying. I'm flying. I'm flying. I'm not crawling like a chicken. That's why it says, they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings as of eagles. Birds have no business being drowned in a stream, being buried inside a water, being buried 
flying out of shame flying out of pain flying out of guilt flying out of manipulation flying out of intimidation flying out of oppression I'm flying, I'm flying I'm flying, I'm flying look at your head said that our soul is escaped like a walls when they fly they don't leave in the realm of limitation some of us we don't know we're in a cage because we don't realize the room we're in is our cage so at a time we try to rise God saying soulmates is going to become so big that soulmates will have no mate but the limitation comes and says I don't have the capital that Gucci has. You might not be connected to Spain or Italy or France, but you're connected to the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. And Isaiah calls him the Lord of the whole earth that is able to unlock treasures and resources and fast flows of divine supply. Somebody shout and flying. a little bit flies all around this room it flies it flies and flies it feels like it's not in a cage but if it tries to go out it hits the wall over there and hits the wall over there and hits the wall over there and hits the wall over there some cages are big but I proclaim that every cage of every size huge big medium size mega size XL XXL whatever it is be broken in the name of Jesus I'm flying. I'm flying. Roseman, you're flying. Bolu, you're flying. Lucy, you're flying. Kenneth, Lara Shepard, you're flying. Can someone spread their wings? you know what happens your system starts hanging some people here the systems the operating systems of your soul they are jammed with virus infected files God said I saw you when you were in your own blood Ezekiel 16 what did that mean they said you were of the hidden that means your nativity your birth was from the hidden now those of us who are in Christ we are born again right but you know, when you're born, they need to cut off what? The umbilical cord. But here's the deal. Some of us, that cord has not been caught. So there is still a connection between where we are and what happened to us. Every time you're about to move forward, that voice still says, 
Don't you know you're not good enough? You. That you're not smart enough to know the guy was no good. You now think that God will anoint you to help other people. That's the umbilical cord. The umbilical cord takes of what is in the system you were born out of and introduces it into your system so that the baby is outside of the mother's body, but the baby is still receiving the fluids from the mother's body. So it's possible to be born again, but your internal environment has not been transformed with the newness of God's light. And so even though you're born again, what used to flow around you when you were in the world is still flowing within you. Or your mind now, not your spirit, but your influence. So how does God lead you through that? The first thing is said, I passed by you and I saw you. The first thing I wanted to know in this redemptive healing process is God sees you. Sometimes the pastor might not see you. The pastor might think you've got it together. Maybe you try to seek counseling once or twice, but it didn't resonate because you know you're the bazooka prayer warrior. And so in his mind, he's hearing La Bosque to Vizila Kalamboski Davoshas. Bring a tofis kalatula bohundi ekotosus. Ilindo propolinsing the vizila patalu, sing the ushientaba. There was somebody around this area, around this region, you've been in three abusive relationships. Three, you're a lady. Three abusive relationships. And you're in one that you're struggling with. In this service, the Lord is cutting your umbilical cord and he's setting you free in the name of Jesus. Has given you uncommon boldness, audacity, strength, resolve, and definition. God sees you struggling somebody with your sexuality because your sexuality was tampered with. See, abuse is abuse, and abuse causes twist, twist, twistedness. In other words, if somebody uses something wrongly, then that thing can be used wrongly on many accounts because it begins to take on the nature, the shape, the attitudes, the disposition, the arrangement of something that's been tampered with. But God sees you. Somebody say, maybe I'm actually a lesbian because I have all those feelings I'm safer around women and it's traceable in many cases to disappointment, to pain, to abuse. God sees you. I see you trying to find help. I see you crying for help. I see you going beyond the point of pain, but you can't even talk about it. Look at somebody say, God sees you. I see you on Google trying to find ideas. I see you crying under your pillow. I see you reaching out. God sees you. The second thing God did is that I passed by you when nobody saw you. I passed by you and I took you up. I think this is a challenge many of us struggle with. We know that we're struggling in the blood. Blood is supposed to give life. <laughs> but we're struggling with what's supposed to give life. We're choking in our previous experiences, the memories, the images. We're tearing ourselves up and down. And God has seen us. But the second thing, God is speaking us up. Can I tell somebody, stop struggling and just surrender yourself to the hands of God. Because if somebody has 
a lump or a pain in their body and they're trying to fix themselves, at some point they have to anesthetize them so the doctor can do his work. Some of us in trying to recover, we've become too active in the process. So the doctor wants to slice us to inspect the growth, but we're splashing. It says, stand still next to us and you will see the salvation of the Lord. So a lot of people waste time trying over time to undo what was did to them in past time. But how do you break a time-based cycle Get the cycle breaker from eternity. He's not limited to time. He's not bound by time. He will take his time to reverse in due time what you suffered in past time. He said, I took you up. He said, I, I lifted you up. I took you up. Well, the first thing they said is actually Lee who spoke life to me. He said, I've caused it to multiply as the bond of the field and thou hast increased and waxen great and thou hast come to excellent ornaments. I'll come to that. God still has plans but your agitation cannot accelerate his plans. Oh God, I already lost time. You think he doesn't know? God, I messed up. You think he doesn't know? God, I failed. How could I have been so dumb? You think he doesn't know? doesn't know. He knows that. So when I saw you, I said to you, leave. Look at somebody say, leave. What did he say to me? The angel said to me, get over it! That's not what it said. Spoke life. And he says, we can hear God say leave because we are trying to tell God what he already knows. God is not fair. If you are really true, if you are really a God, how did you let it happen to me? How did you let that happen to me? You think I don't know? God said, what has your own word in your mouth done for you so far? Versus God's word is living and active, sharper than a double-edged sword, piercing to dividing asunder. So what God is going to do with his words is to take you through layers of separation separating you from the experienced. Oh my God. You are not what happened to you. You are not who happened to you. You are not what you did. You are not what was done to you. Slap somebody a palm, burning high five, tell the person, leave! He said, I picked you up and I washed you. I washed you. I'm looking for the part where he said I salted you. Okay, I'll get it. He said I washed you. I washed you with water. What's the water there? The word says in the book of Ephesians 5 that he may present the church to himself by the washing of the water of the word of God. John 17, 17, sanctify them. Another one is wash them thoroughly. By thy truth, thy word is truth. 
next thing I must do is I must bathe myself with the word of God. I must bathe myself in the word of God. I must stay under the influence of the word. Listen to the right messages over and over again. Stay in an atmosphere of prayer. I must allow myself to be washed clean. If I was saved by the word, my mind would be renewed by the word. If I was delivered by the word, I must stay delivered by the word. If I was born again by the word, I'm born into new levels by the word. It is the word of God on the inside of me that unlocks the nature of God on the inside of me. That soul, the word says that my soul is escaped like a bird, like a bird out of the snare of the fowler. That soul cannot fly except it flies on the wings of revelation. The revelation of the word of God. God's word is more powerful than your experience. He said, I washed myself with the word. And then he said, nobody salted you. Nobody salted you. But I cleaned you. Is that right? Ezekiel 16. So you struck in your own blood. Yes, verse 9. That I washed you in water. Yes, I thoroughly washed off your blood. And I anointed you. With oil. Verse 4 actually says, Nobody rubbed you with salt, nor wrapped you in swaddling clothes. What is the salt there? The salt is the inspired words of other believers. Paul says, Let your word always be seasoned with salt and salt speaks about your identity you are the salt of the earth so apart from the word of God the generic word of God you need people in your life that will speak to you what you really are the Jews understood that so the fathers will call the sons and bless them that blessing will be them echoing what God already told them about those children in the place of prayer. Can I salt somebody this morning that you are kings, kingdom influences and nations, generations and systems? Can I tell somebody, I used to tell some of you, and maybe some of you thought it was a joke or a dream, but let me share a testimony without going into the details. You remember for those who've been with us for about six months or nine months, I said people will come out of this place who will create the policy documents and the curriculum of organizations and nations. You remember that? But let me tell you without going into details, I'm currently creating a curriculum for a major bank in the country. One day I'm going to be doing that for the nations. I don't know who I'm talking to, but not just me. God is raising people under the sound of my voice who are going to rise on that level. You are a culture architect. You are a social reformer. You are an influencer. That's who you are. You're not the weakling, jelly, leave a jelly job, spineless person who can do anything. You are the blessed of the Lord. You are filled with favor. You are strengthened with might in your inner man. You are an overcomer. Greater is he that is in you than he that is under I wish I could get a big amen. You 
Jesus. Somebody shot. Yeah, 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 yes.
that means you will never lean on those stories and experiences as the reason why this, that, and like this, and like that. No. That's what God wants to do. And it's a deep work. It's a deep work. The Spirit of God is moving in this place. Some of your hearts are going to be ripped. God is going to bring pictures to your mind. God is going to bring all kinds of things. Some of you have a manifestation of Jesus and His presence in your heart. taking somebody back to that dark room because you need to go back there and untie yourself God has taken that person back to that boss's office where your soul was locked in a cage Some men have been touched inappropriately. The Lord is working on you. There's a river flowing over me. a river.
take advantage of this moment. The river is here. The river is here. The river is here. Don't get distracted. Concentrate. There is a flow of virtue. There is a flow of virtue.
Lord is not done with the work he's doing. Over the next two to three minutes, there's going to be a strong spirit of conviction. Because some of you have struggled to forgive and let go of the human vessels that the enemy attacked you with. Either verbally or emotionally or sexually, relationally. Father, let the spirit of grace flow through this house. Visit every heart with a purging presence. some of you what you're holding unto is holding you bound let it out it's okay to cry it's okay to cry it's a sign of forgiveness God is doing a deep work some people here you were raped but the Lord is setting you free from the weight from the shame from the guilt breathe breathe
is pouring through somebody's heart and is saying, give me that one too. 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 So I don't want it to hold on to anything. I want it all. I want it all. I want it all. I want everything. I want everything. Father, take everything. Take everything. Take everything. back to the field to go and look for anything. We don't want to go back. We can't afford to have our lives revolving around the same event. The only event God wants your life to revolve around is the cross of Calvary and the finished work. God is smashing that experience and what it means is redefining it is redefining it because you can see the scars without feeling the pain let healing flow healing grace healing rain healing virtue as you heal us in our souls we thank you because you're healing us in our bodies we are being set free from diseases sexually transmitted diseases there are some people here you're being healed right now of STIs yeast infection gonorrhea HIV AIDS you're being healed right now damaged tissues are being healed right now Jesus is here right now Jesus is here right now Jesus is here right now
distracted, focus on your surgery. Dig out of me everything you need place in me from eternity's past. Every acquired personality defect, symptom, trait, dig out of me. is rising on an emerging generation of kings. To join this growing community of kings, visit www.kingdomcentral.org and send your full name and email address to 0908-123-4566. One more thing, someone you know needs this. Kindly share this how.